Why would he want to have your preparation? Satan knows who's saved and who's not, right? You can kind of tell. Um, but he's after our preparation. So the Bible says the thief comes but to steal, kill, and what? Destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and what? Life more abundantly. Right? Satan's ultimate objective is how can I steal your time, steal your energy, steal your, your focus to kill your hope? If I can steal your time and put your time in someone else, right? And then that person breaks up with you, that person abandons you, I can kill your hope. Why is hope so important? What's the power of hope? The power of hope. The word of God says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Give you an example. If I have my hope in a business investment or, or a company and I put all my eggs in that basket, I put my, all my hope in that thing and that thing falls apart, what happens to me? My hope turns into hurt. Once I'm hurt, then it could destroy anything that's connected to me. So when you understand days like Halloween, days like this, there's Black Sabbaths, there's there are sacrifices happen throughout the country throughout the year, not just in America but around the world. And it's unfortunate for someone like Takeoff um, to be an example for our discussion, but it's obvious that this world is demonic, and if it costs the blood of God. For our salvation. Do you don't think the devil's going to copy that as well? Everything that the devil does is an imitation of what God created. And so if it caused blood for there to be access, blood for there to be change, blood for there to be whatever, the devil's going to do the opposite as well. So for whatever reason, why take off was sacrificed, whatever, for whatever reason, these individuals were killed. These people make deals not with money, not with exchanges, but with blood. Why is blood important? The Bible says life is in the blood. Blood is a form of payment in this demonic world. And so when we understand spiritual things, then we'll know how to navigate naturally. And as young people, you have to be very cognizant of what you're facing in this life. Because you have to ask yourself, what is the devil stealing from you right now? What are some things that the enemy wants to steal from young people? What are some things that he tries to steal? I don't even like saying the devil because the devil is not omnipresent. The devil is not everywhere. He has a well-organized system, right? This organized system is designed with demons, with people, with, with different entities to try to get you off your, your focus. But what are some things that they try to steal? Time. How does he steal our time? Or how do they steal our time? Meaningless things. Meaningless things, yep. What are some examples of meaningless things? Meaningless for y'all's age group. See, for someone like me at 36 years old, I could definitely name a lot of things that's meaningless at this point in y'all's life. Because when it comes down to being 20 some years old, 30 some years old, investing in a relationship right now, investing in certain friendships right now, investing in social media, investing in all these different things is not necessarily wise. 
They look very innocent in the beginning, but then when you're 23 years old and unaware of your dream, and you're 26 years old and you're confused. I talk to so many 25, 26, 27, 28 years old people who are going through crises right now. They're going through midlife crisis early now because now they're 25, 26, 27 years old and they don't even know what their purpose is. So the devil done robbed decades from people that by the time you're 25 years old, you're confused and your hope was in a job. That's why I tell people right now, if you go to college right now and you go looking for a job when you graduate, good luck. Because employers are looking for people with experiences more than just the education. If you have a four-year education, compete with a guy with 14 years of experience or a girl with 14 years of experience, who's going to get the job? Experience. So the goal now is to get experience now. Like if you take the time to gain experiences, then you'll say, okay, God, make me familiar with what I'm supposed to do with my life. So that you don't just go to school to try to get a job and you got an education but you have no experience. So I've been I've been coaching people since six years old, not six years old, but since sixth grade. I got yearbooks that talks about people when I was in Cremington Christian talking about thank you for the advice, Josh. I've been giving advice since I was in sixth grade. So now when it's given advice, when I can spit it like that because I have the experience, right? So the devil wants to rob you of your time because time invested wisely leads to experience. And when you have experience, then you have a, a greater opportunities. Uh, bestowed upon you. What are some other things the enemy tries to steal from us? We said time. What else? Or give me some examples of how time is stolen. Is I'm gonna tell. I'm put you on game too. Anytime you talk about demons and stuff like the room changes, people get sleepy. People get distracted. It's, it's, it happens all the time. No, I'm not knocking anybody. And I'm not saying it like that. But anytime, I remember when I was in Sunday night Bible class, y'all not in that class, and we were talking about demons, the room started murmuring. As soon as I started talking about demons, people started chatting because demons get agitated when truth about them is being exposed. And so, but what are some other things that, um, or how do they steal our time? In what ways? You said meaningless things go, oh, my bad, that's your hand. Yes, what? Aging. Aging? Hey, give me an example. Growing up doing what? Just letting time pass, right? Yep. That's a good one. Both of those are good. Growing up, sometimes you can grow faster than you need to. Exposed to sex, exposed to drugs, exposed um, to fast money. There's a lot of things that can cause people to grow up too fast. And then about time you've actually grown, you find yourself still a child. What are some things that he wants to kill? What does he want to kill besides hope? He steals time. He steals your age, which means he steals your youth. Do you know your youth is your most valuable asset? That, for instance, you guys, when I play ball against y'all, I'm guaranteed about five games. After five games, Mr. Ed is just passing the ball around. I, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> Five games. Back when I was y'all's age, man, I could run all day. We used to be outside at the Hornet's Nest Park, Tucky CG Park, and I'd be playing ball for, for days, felt like. But now that I'm approaching 40 years old, next three or four years, I have to now manage my youth differently. And so right now, y'all in y'all's prime, like this morning with Chris, man, I can't do a, a Cajun filet and a sausage egg biscuit. I, 
I can't put it down. Like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? How you be getting down? I can't, you know what I'm saying? I got to think some things differently, right? Because you're young. When you're young, you can, you can, my metabolism ain't like that, man. So what I'm saying is the devil wants your youth to be invested in things that is not going to benefit you in the long term. So the ultimate goal is to kill something valuable. For instance, destroy, he wants, to kill, he wants to destroy the purpose of a thing. But he wants to kill the passion of a thing. He wants to kill, like for instance, I have to always be on guard as a husband. That I don't allow him to steal my time from my wife, steal my time from my daughter. To then kill my passion for love. Once my love is killed and the passion is killed, the purpose of my marriage is destroyed. The, the devil's ultimate objective is for your purpose to be non-existent. That's why he steals your time. That's why I tell you all about TikTok. These are portals like your phone is our portals through where messaging comes through. And he knows that how can I use this? How can I use people to drain your energy. How many of you are? I talk to some of you all sometimes. And y'all tell me what y'all's passions are. And then all of a sudden, the next day, y'all be like, I don't even want to pursue that anymore. Why? The devil wants to kill that passion for that purpose. Because if I can kill the fuel, if I can drain the fuel out of the car, the car won't drive anywhere. A phone, without, a phone that's not charged is, is worthless, right? A car with no fuel is worthless, right? A human without passion won't accomplish much. Let's talk about legal rights. So what did, what did she say about legal rights yesterday? Who's, who, who, who said legal rights? Who put it on? Who, uh, who? So what, what did she say about legal rights? Uh, no matter what you dress up as, whether it's a basketball player, a ghost, or an angel, you give the devil the legal rights to change What gives, uh, what, do, what do people sign on legal doc? What is, what is, what is the most important thing on a legal document? The signature. Why is signature important? So if I sign a bad contract, I can't get mad. I signed my name. Now, I can sue if someone signed my name for me. But if I put my signature, that means I'm giving clearance. What are some ways that we signify to the devil that we, we are in cooperation with what he wants to do in our lives? What are some signatures or things that we signify to the spiritual world to make them want to um, be in partnership. Sin. sin. How is sin a signature? Cooperating. Hmm? Cooperating. Yep. You can't win with sin. Basically, when I sin, I'm basically letting a demon know. I'm letting the spiritual world know that I am in cahoots. I'm in partnership with you. That's why when you see sin for what it really is. You want to look at the moment uh, with the girl or a moment with pornography or a moment stealing or a moment. You won't look at those moments as insignificant. They're very significant. See, what we take for granted, the devil grants use as granting access for himself. So if a person is involved with give me a sin, just give me any random sin. Adultery, fornication, so sexual sins, right? Do you know sexual sins? The Bible says is the worst form of sin. Why? The Bible says when a, when a person sins sexually, they sin against themselves, right? So sex is so dangerous because of what it is capable of doing. 
The significance of it is when you do that kind of stuff, you have an opportunity to make a child. Anything as powerful as making a human should be reserved for something more significant called marriage. Right. But when a person is involved with any type of sexual sin, you're opening a door for demonic spirits to carry on an objective and agenda. Right. Because they know kids at this age are unfamiliar with. The, the, the beyond the feelings of it. So God created sex. So sex is not bad. God created, he invented it. But the inventor is the only one that knows where the invention is best used. Now, if I invented a car, is it meant to be in water? If I invented a boat, is it meant to be on the highway? The invention would determine where it's supposed to be. So if God is the creator of a thing, he then determines where that thing is safe, Right. Because when you partner in sin with that, you're opening a door for stuff that your body can't comprehend. Right now, if any type of sexual activity, any type of sexual sin is going to open you up. The Bible says don't awaken love before it's time. When you awaken feelings that you are immature to function in, you'll be destroyed with it. That stuff dangerous, man. So the, what the, that's why the world, which is the world system is owned by the devil. He wants to dumb down sex. He wants sex to be seen as innocent. Pornography as innocent. All the other sexual stuff, adultery, fornication as innocent. Right. But it ain't innocent. Do you think they advertise? Do they do you think they really talk to all the women that commit abortions? Do you know that most women who commit abortions struggle with uh, mental illnesses afterwards? Torment afterwards It's deeper than just Oh just kill a baby it's, it's deeper than just Oh sleep with him Or sleep with her It's deeper than that That's why the Bible says Don't that type of sin You sin against yourself Because when you do that With a person Or you do anything well, Let me tell you one thing You'll never forget Your first kiss You'll never forget it You'll never forget Your best kiss You'll never forget it You'll never You'll never forget Your first time You'll never forget Your first porn video You'll never forget Why? Sin is deep. You'll never forget it. Never forget it. So when you understand that, that is deeper than just the action, you'll be like, okay, what is the agenda behind the act? Sin, sexual sin is so dangerous, man, because now it affects your psyche. Now a guy can't even look at a girl with the right eyes anymore. Now he sees through her clothes versus seeing for who she really is. Now all of a sudden girls who have been opened up in that kind of way, now all of a sudden because they didn't have a father in their life, because they didn't have proper uh, nurturing in their life or guidance in their life, now they just want to be held. And now being held got them touched. Now touch got them doing other things. All of a sudden now she's out in the streets now. It's, it's levels to this. Sin is never just that long. Sin will take you longer than you want to go. So God is not sitting there saying, don't do this because I don't want you to do it. He says, don't do it because cars ain't meant to be in oceans. <laughs> Boats ain't meant to be on highways. What he's saying is you have to do these things. He said, I'm not trying to keep things away from you. I'm trying to keep things uh, um, in, a, in, a air, in a way of your life that it won't destroy it. So if you know the devil says, you know what, let me steal your time away. Let me get you watching this. Let me kill purity in you. Let me kill your purity. Let me kill the purpose of marriage. Like, if, thank God I waited until I was married. I don't, have, I don't have to compare my wife to no one else. I don't have to worry about thoughts of someone else. That's, that's, that's a huge relief. I coach people all the time on this. People talking about, I can't get my ex out of my mind. 
I'm comparing my wife to my ex, Coach Josh. I'm comparing my husband. And it, it's, a, it's a downward spiral. But it's very tempting because we live in a sexualized culture. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to destroy the purpose of marriage, the purpose of love, by killing the purity of it. God holds the definition of everything. So I can't just be, I can't just be uh, uh, where I want to be a woman. I can't just do that. <laughs> I, I'm a man. I'm a, the purpose of a man is to be a man. The purpose of a woman is to be a woman. So God holds the purposes of a thing. So devils know that if you sign metaphorically your signature of sin, then now I can get in. Demons are just looking for open doors. Like, like what were we talking about on the way? We were talking about how Abby's a scammer or something like that. We were talking about, like the greatest scammer is the devil. The devil, the devil has no power over you. The devil can't make you do anything. <clears throat> Let me tell you how this thing worked. Adam and Eve were the most powerful people. When, G- when Satan was tempting Jesus, he says, uh, these kingdoms which were given, this dominion, this kingdom which was given to me. Who gave him the dominion? Adam and Eve. Which means that Satan was never meant to be dom- dom- having dominion. We were supposed to. Then when Jesus died on the cross and gave now us legal rights to operate in authority now, the devil has no more power. When was the last time the devil grabbed your hand and made you do something? Has a demon ever just been like, go do this? They can't make you do anything. How do they get you to do stuff? Manipulation through what? Thoughts. Yep. Do you know thoughts? We talked about thoughts before. I ain't going to go down that rabbit hole. But they know exactly how to get into your mind. Because what did, let's think about it. What did, what did uh, Satan say to Eve in the garden? Uh, something about God just doesn't want you to know something like that. Did God really say? Yep, that's right. Did God really say? He didn't hand her the fruit. He didn't shove the fruit in her mouth. He, she didn't do none of that. He just got her to see the purpose of a thing differently. So when you sign on a dotted line through actions of sin, now you're saying, now, I'm not sitting there saying a demon comes in every time you sin. What I'm saying is, but I get the analogy that if I leave my windows open and I leave my door open for seven days in a row, would I be robbed day one? Probably not. Day two? Maybe not. A thief ain't going to rob on the first day. They're going to be like, I, I, I got to watch a little bit more. <laughs> if I jump in this house and he got that on him, I'm done. Right? So I'm going to watch how long they're going to keep this window open. Oh, she did it again? Oh, he did it again. I'm going to wait one more day. Oh, she really go. Now I'm in the house. Demons are disembodied spirits. They're looking for bodies. They're looking for humans to function. They're looking for people to do their objective. A spirit of anger can't be angry. It can't do anger unless they have a person to do anger through. Demons can't of lust can't. Be lustful. They can't just be. They need a body to do to do lust through. Right. And so when we understand that, then we'll start doing things differently. Satan's going to always in this world system advertise stuff at, at the dumbest level. Do what you will. Do what thou wilt. Do what you want to do. It's OK. No one's going to judge you. Uh, and that's why the church has been so uh, um, nice. Like, oh, I don't want to offend nobody or I don't want to make nobody feel bad. No, sin is what's doing bad for them. 
if, if I told you, Steph, if I knew that Lana was plotting on you, that this is hypothetical. This, this ain't real. See, Steph, by the way, we done. We done now. No friendships. If I, if I, if I uh, knew that she wasn't a good friend to you, and I knew for some time that she was plotting to steal whatever from you, she steals it, and then you find out I knew about it, how would you feel about me? That's crazy, right? Yeah, the same is with that. Like, if you knew that you can't win with this sin, then you would end the sin. The way that you overcome sinful habits, number one, you got to submit your life to God. First of all, you got to say, God, I need your help with this. Like, there's no way if a young man comes to me right now talking about I struggle with pornography, there's no way I can say you'll be done with that tomorrow. That's, that's, that's not even, it's going to take some days. It's going to take some time. That, that's not something you could just drop in a day unless it's just, you know, you just did it yesterday and now you're like, I'm done with it. It's going to take some changing of your mind to change this into win. I don't want to sin no more. I want to win some more. If you knew for a fact that your game is trash and, and you want to be successful, you're going to say, okay, instead of me just continuing to dribble, to double dribble, I got to learn how to dribble. <laughs> instead of me always airballing, I got to find a way to shoot. Instead of me always traveling, I got to learn how to do the things correctly. So there comes a point where there has to be a motivation that says, I must win for a purpose. Because if I can steal what is required for you to win, then you will have more passion to sin than to win. Sin is dangerous, man. There's not, there's not one sin that's innocent. And the devil knows that if I can get you to sign on a dotted line to get you, if I, if I want to get you to sign off into the destruction I have designed for you. Do you know right now there's demonic spirits that they have talks about you? How can we destroy Sanila? How can I destroy this person? They have a plan. They know for a fact, okay, for instance, let's give my life as an example. They know for a fact, okay, Josh grew up in a single parent home. How can I, how can I use the lack of a father being a home to get him to wreck his home in the future? Okay. Oh, Josh was insecure about how big his head was, forehead. I got big head jokes all through this school. I got called gay through this school. I got picked on all so much. So the goal was, oh, oh, he wants to wait till marriage. Oh, he's gay. Oh, he got a big head. Let's talk about his forehead. So uh, well, how can I use his insecurities about himself to get him to not be secure in marriage? Their goal is now and later. The, the candy is now or later or now and later? Now and later. Now and later? Or. or the devil's objective is now and later. Not now or later. <clears throat> Their objective is now and later. How can I get you to something now that will destroy something later? The statistics get marriage is where it is not on accident. 60% of marriages in the church end up in divorce. That's not, that, those num men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Right? So if I can mess up now, I can mess up later. So when you don't understand legalities, if you don't understand contracts, if you don't understand decisions, 
then you won't understand how the spiritual world works against you. Then you'll look up and be like, man, I've been on my phone for four hours. What could you do in four hours? The devil knows all I got to do is how can I keep you broke forever? By stealing your time and investing in something that's not going to make you no money in the future. So I steal time. How many relationships? Man, three girlfriends I've had in my life. All that money I wasted. All that gas I wasted. All that heart I wasted. When I could have just waited for the right one. Now all of a sudden I had to go through six month relationship here. A year and a half relationship here. Eight, relationship, eight month relationship. That's how many, how many months, how many years, whatever. And then how many, not oh, this is the dating. Right? How many years did it take for me to heal? So even though I spent eight plus six is what? That's 12? No, that ain't 12. Good gracious. Eight plus six is 14. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 14. Fifteen plus twelve is what? Twenty-seven. So twenty-seven months, right? Twenty-seven plus six, that's what? Uh, Twenty-nine, thirty-one, thirty-one, thirty-two. So thirty-two months. Thirty-two months in an unnecessary relationship probably took about seven years for me to heal, in total. Now, is this math worth that math? I talk to single people all the time. And I tell them, if you're expecting God to give you a husband or a wife, you got to heal. But why are we doing unnecessary hurtful things? The devil knows if I can destroy your hope, I can get you hurt. And if I can get you hurt, I can hinder you for years and then get mad at God when God don't bless you with that the opportunity or God doesn't bless you with a, a, a job or God doesn't bless you with the girl or the guy, your husband, wife. And God's like, I can't make deals until you healed. Why would I give you a man who's whole when you still hurt? Why would I give you an opportunity to make millions when you're still hurt? The devil will give it to you while you hurt, but God will give it to you when you healed. Right? So what are some other signatures besides sin? What are some other ways that we can sign on a dotted line that we are giving the devil demons the legal right to be in our lives? <clears throat> we said sin. What are some other things that we can contractually I think that's pretty much, I mean, that's an umbrella, but is there anything more specific that we can do to give, to say, demons, I give you legal right to have access into my life? Or maybe sin is suffice. Maybe that's, that's enough to go on that point. The devil wants you not to know that you have authority. If you walked into a quick trip <laughs> and quick trips getting robbed by a homeless man with a snicker bar. And the homeless man with a snicker bar got the security guy with his hands up. You would be confused, right? Why? Because the security guard got a badge and he got a gun. Every Christian in this room has a badge and a gun, but most of us got our hands up. And all the devil guys, little snicker bar talking about, give me all your money. Give me all your time. Give me. Your... And you're like, yes, sir. When you got the authority that Christ gave you and you got that. That thing thing on you. You see what I'm saying? And the devil's like, you don't know how to use that. What's your weapon? What's the Christian's weapon? What the what? The word. Yep. How many of us read it? Now, let me ask you something. <laughs> I've been to gun ranges before. And when you see somebody, let's bring it down to y'all level because I don't know if y'all been in gun ranges, but 
when y'all playing Fortnite, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, whatever you're playing, and you see that, you see, you see a guy, or your friend, you got two friends. One friend, good with the gun. Huh? And one's horrible. Who, who, who are you going to want to rock with? The one that's good. Why? For instance, if you're going through a tough time right now, what's one person you'll call on for advice? Spiritually. Hmm? God, but a human. Who, what would be one human? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. For instance, Fred, if I'm in a situation right now in ministry, <clears throat> I'm not going to call somebody who's 20 years old. I'm going to call Pastor Goo. He, he know he, he nice with that thing, right? You're not going to call on somebody who's stumbling. So the thing is, do you not think that it is by design that we don't know our word enough? If, you're, if the word of God is your only weapon and you don't know that, then what? You're defeated. If you don't know what the word of God says about your authority in Christ, if you don't know what the word of God says about peace and, and rest and what the word of God says about uh, patience or what the word of God says about uh, whatever, then the devil knows you got a badge, you got a gun, but you don't know what to do with it. So what happens as a young man, if you're not in your word right now, if you're not developing a relationship with God right now, listen, one thing that my wife will tell you right now, see, I wasn't, when she met me, I wasn't the richest. I didn't have the nicest car when she met me. I didn't have all the stuff, but what I knew, what I had was I knew God. I am six for six, seven for seven in major decisions in my marriage. Major decisions. We're talking about on the street or in a, a, a house kind of decisions. We're talking about should we do this with the baby? That kind of, we're talking about decision decisions. If I'm not nice with my word, if I'm not nice with the stuff that we had to go through for our baby to be born, if I wasn't nice with the word of God, we would have, one of us would have been dead. I'd probably been dead. I probably had a heart attack. Stressed. Oh God, how are you going to get us through this? Oh, my baby girl got to be in the hospital. I sit there every time saying she's going to be all right. She's going to be all right. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Wife stressing. Everybody, I said, we're going to be fine because I know my God supplies all money. I know my God is there. I know he's I know he got me. And if you don't know that in the middle of them demonic trenches. You ain't gonna make it out. That's why the word is so valuable to me. That's why I read my Bible. That's like being familiar with my gun. I, I, I got to know this thing. So if anybody rolls up. They won't, they'll be risen up <laughs> or gone to hell, whichever way, whichever way they want to go. <laughs> I know one thing, don't roll up. So that's why it's important to understand that no matter who you are or where you are, you got to choose a side. <clears throat> one thing about this spiritual warfare, <laughs> this ain't a scrimmage. A scrimmage is, uh, no, 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 this, this ain't a, um, this ain't no packed out arena. It, 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 like, Either you playing or you getting played. You don't have no choice. <laughs> imagine you imagine military coming here right now and talking about, all right, everybody, everybody, we got to go to war. Russia just did whatever. China just did whatever. And everybody in here got to go to war. Everybody. Some people be like, oh, shoot. Nah, not me. I ain't going. You don't have a choice with the spiritual war. You have no choice. There, there you, <laughs> you either you either you either got to get yourself together or you're going to be torn to pieces. You have no choice in this war. 
So now you got to make a decision as a young human to say, okay, I'm tired of him stealing from me. I'm tired of giving him legal right. There's people right now, the celebrities right now, who are blackmailed. That's why you got to be very careful what you do with these contracts. Like, the world is spun, not spun, because I don't even, anyway. The world is, is, is moved by blackmail. Who was blackmail? Besides a blackmail, <laughs> boom, bars. Get somebody to do something for you, and if they don't do it, you threaten them. I can run your whole life, Jeremiah, if I had a picture. If I had a video of Jeremiah, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can live, I can rule his life forever. Why? <clears throat> I can call Jeremiah two o'clock in the morning and say, Jeremiah, I need you to go ahead. I need you to go here. We'll, we'll do this. Jeremiah, like, nah, I got my baby girl tomorrow. I need you to do this right now. Nah, man, I, okay, I'll put this, I'll get a CNN right now. How do you think that uh, TMZ get these videos? How does TMZ know when a person's dead before the, we know a person? How, how do these people know? Like, how do you know, like, Kobe died, and how do you, you the first one, TMZ, you not even CNN. You ain't even Fox News. You TMZ. This thing is not just, oh, that's a quint. No, this stuff is designed. So, for instance, Takeoff's death date was designed. He was meant to die on this day for whatever reason. That's why you got to be very careful that you're not so desperate for success. I don't know Takeoff's life, so please excuse me. I'm not trying to judge a man, but I'm saying, like, like, you don't know what these people involved in. You don't know who he turned down and said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be in this and blood in, blood out. Like, these people are serious about their stuff. They're see, the devil don't care about money. Devil care about souls. How many souls can I mock God with by having them go to hell with me? That's all it's about. Satan can care less. He don't, he'll, he'll give you millions of dollars just for you to get a bunch of kids to go in the round the wrong path. The devil cares about statistics. How many young people can I get promiscuous? How many young people can I get into the drug world? Do you, don't, do you think they pay these rappers all this money just to pay them money? No, they want to pay them money to paint a picture. Now, all of a sudden, now everybody want to be tied up from their forehead down to their toes. Now everybody wants their pants down to their, to their knees. Everybody, This is by design because you know what? The prison system makes money off of free labor. So they, you didn't know about the meeting in the early 19, uh, I say 1990, 1991 or whatever, where they had a meeting with uh, music execs saying, how can we get a lot more men in prison? Yeah, this, this was by design. So what we got to do, we got to do gangster rap. Why? Because back in the 70s, back in the 60s, African-American uh, families were the strongest it ever been. Families, let's just don't even say black families. Families were strong in the 60s and the 70s. They didn't like the Black Panther movement. They didn't like the 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 uh uh the uh, uh um the Islamic the, the they didn't like strong churches, they didn't like strong communities. Why? Because if there's a father in the home, there's an 80 plus percent chance for that child to succeed. If there's not a dad in the home, there's an 80 percent chance for that child to fail. So what do you do? Let's create feminism. Feminism says we don't need a man. Now women started going to college. Women started getting degrees. Women started saying, I don't need a man. It ruptured the home. Because now if a man don't feel needed, a man is going to go where he's needed. So now the family's destroyed. Now what happens? The man don't feel needed. The woman says, I got the baby on my own. Now the man's out of the home. Now I get now if I can disrupt the family that way. Now let's create demonic images of manhood. 
to get young men into gang violence. If I get young men into gang violence, if I get young men to sell drugs, I can get young men where? Prison. If I can get young men in prison, then I can get free labor. New slavery. The devil has an agenda. He has statistics. How many, how many women, young girls can I have, uh, have kids out of wedlock or babies before marriage? How can I get a bunch of men? It's by design. It's about the numbers. So I can destroy as much as possible the plan of God. It's not coincidence that Herod was like, I got to kill everybody two years and under because Jesus is coming. <laughs> now you're coming. And he says, how can I get you to a place where you're utterly destroyed? So think about this. In what ways is the devil trying to destroy you right now? Think about it. I want you to write on a sheet of paper. No, I don't write on a sheet of paper. Just think about it. In what ways are you trying to destroy you? A man or a woman who's not thinking about who they're going to be 20 years from now will never see who they were supposed to be 20 years from now. The devil wants you to focus on now while he's focusing on your now and later. Because there's so many people right now. God, man, I'm so glad I don't got three or four baby mamas. One woman is a headache enough. <laughs> One woman's a lot of work. Imagine having a wife and two baby mamas. And now I got to deal with the baby mama's boyfriend. She felt they felt that. Like I completely avoided that headache. Do you know there's certain headaches that you can avoid? And there are certain headaches that you're heading straight forward to. Like decisions matter. If I would have slept with that girl that I dated here at, at 16, 17 years old, if I would have slept with her, man, who knows what kind of kid I would have. I would, I would be 36-year-old with a 16-year-old right now. I was in a room with the girl, and I was like, man, I was this close, and I said, God, God got me out. It could have destroyed my whole purpose. I probably, do you think, do you think your aunt would have married me if I had, a, if I had a, another kid? No way, no how. Look, he's shaking his head. You've never seen Chris shake his head like that. He know his aunt. I know his aunt. People with high standards want to marry people with the same what? Standards. Steph, would you date a guy 15 standards below you? Lana, would you date a guy 15 standards below you? Would you date a guy 15 standards below you? Would you date a guy 15? Okay. Would you? <laughs> Michaela's not. Okay. All right. Would you date a girl 15 standards below you? So, friends, if you say, I have this standard about money, I have this standard about relationship, but she don't really care about that, would you marry her? Okay, so it depends on, it's like, um, I'm a man, mm -hmm. you see, so I can change her. You think so? Whilst with girls, it's different, because they rely on the men more than they rely on the men. So, like, you see? I got you. America's different, my brother. Mm -hmm. Back home, back home, that you can do that, because I'm, I'm Nigerian, so I understand where you're coming from. So I understand your worldview. And America is different. Nigeria, African countries, just like that. Here is, it's different. It's way, way different. Yeah. So I say all that to say, what's your standards? Sin wants to destroy your standards so that you will be connected with something far worse than you. Any man that wants to get in your pants right now is below your standards. Any woman that wants to get into your wallet, wants to get into your time, 
wants to take your time from your goals, ain't worth it. You got to have standards, something that you stand on and that you won't budge from or you'll fall into certain sins. Then you won't win. And then your purpose will end. Any questions? We'll talk more about this on Thursday because I, I really want you guys to be put on game or at least hear from somebody who knows about spiritual warfare. I've been seeing demons since I was a kid, man. I, I, I have a special gift, man. I can, I can sense the demonic energy in this room. I can sense it's, it's a gift. Even when I went to Nigeria, man, when I flew, my, when I flew and got off the plane in Nigeria, I almost suffocated because I, I felt the demonic energy. When I went to my dad's village and I saw chicken's bloods and, and witches, witch house over here, like it was a different kind of energy. When I was helping my dad and some people unpack trailers, there was this woman with a machete walking by me. I looked at my aunt. I said, Do you, have you seen that woman? She couldn't see the woman. We're talking about this ain't this ain't no game like 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 even when I almost got kidnapped in Nigeria, like 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 that let me know I must be significant. <laughs> I must have a purpose. Right. Right. I'm not saying you have to go through demonic stuff to know you have a purpose. But what I'm telling you is that this spiritual world is real. And if all you know is the natural world, you're behind. You're down by 50 right now. Yep. So any questions, thoughts, comments, spooked you out?